Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. Are you doing business with the right customers? Listen to this episode and find out. Thanks for tuning in to the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, and business consultant to wedding and event businesses just like yours. These ideas apply to businesses, not just wedding and event businesses, and I want to help you sell more, profit more, convert more leads, and have more fun doing it in the process. Enjoy this episode. Are you attracting and doing business with the right customers, or are you doing business with the people that happen to be coming your way? So what do I mean by this? Very often when I'm consulting with businesses just like yours, small businesses, medium-sized, larger businesses, I have people saying, you know, these are the people I really want to do business with, but these are the people that I'm getting. Now, part of that is your advertising and marketing efforts. Part of that is where you live, right? Your, your location. I have people that'll complain to me, hey, I can't get prices like they, they do in New York. How do I do that? And I was like, well, you're not in New York. You're, you're in another part of the country and weddings are just different over there. Doesn't make them better. Doesn't make them worse. They're just different. And sometimes people charge more because Well, their rent is more and other things are more in the area. And sometimes people charge more because they can. So what it comes down to very often is how many people you want to do business with, how many of those people there are in your particular market. So if you're looking to do very, very high-end weddings and your market doesn't have a lot of high-end weddings, then you're fighting for those with all the people that are trying to do high-end weddings. Whereas if you're trying to do weddings in the middle of the market, whatever that price point is for your service in your area, There's a whole lot more fish in that sea for you to be fishing for. So doing business with the right people is attracting the right people through your marketing and advertising. And yes, sometimes you can price yourself out of certain parts of the market. I'm dealing with this right now with one of my clients, and we're raising the price on her venue because of just the volume that she can do in order to hit the number she wants. She's got to go up higher. And she said, well, I'm probably pricing myself out of the local customers here. I said, well, is that okay? Because people are already coming from a further distance where her higher price, doing air quotes here, her higher price for the local area is actually a good value for people to travel a little bit to get there. And since she's not trying to fill her calendar with 150 weddings a year, it's a much, much, much smaller number. I said, we only have to get these people to say yes, whether it's 20 people or 30 people or 50 or whatever the number is for you, we have to get them to say yes. Uh, Same conversation I had today with another client of mine. They potentially could do 120, 130 weddings a year, but they don't want to because production-wise, it would just cause so many more headaches. It would be so much more hectic. I said, so what we're looking for is maybe 80 to 100 that are paying the right prices. And, And this is what I very often say when I'm consulting. 
Let's not worry about the thousands that are not going to hire you at that number. Let's worry about the ones that will, and let's laser focus ourselves on them with our advertising, with our marketing, with our messaging, with our networking, with our website, with everything that we do. Let's focus it on those people and not worry about the others. Knowing your niche and owning that niche. This is a conversation I had with myself back in 2013. I left the knot in 2011, 2012. I had a full year under my belt. 2013, I said, well, do I want to be a guy that speaks on sales training, a guy that speaks on sales and uh, websites and those things that I speak about? Or do I want to be a guy that speaks on that to the wedding and event industry and narrow that focus, which is what I had been doing, but I started to get a little bit of business outside of the industry. And I'm wondering, hey, you know, they, they seem to pay better in some of these other places. Should I follow that? And I made the conscious decision in the summer of 2013. I went to a speakers conference, National Speakers Association, and I made the conscious decision that I was going to narrow my focus. And somebody described my niche as an inch wide and a mile deep. And I thought that was a really good way to explain it because the wedding and event industry is a very narrow niche. True, people spend 50 to $60 billion a year on weddings and event receptions just in this country, just in the US, and much more around the world, hundreds of billions of dollars. But in the global scheme of things, it's a very narrow niche. Now, I've been able to make that deep by speaking to the 12 to 14 different service groups that make up weddings and do that in 14 countries, much, much more if you take in uh, remote, especially during COVID. Uh, last year alone in, in 2021, I had people from 48 countries tune into things that I did remotely. So that's a really, really deep, very narrow niche there. Within your market, within your category, you have a niche. You're not going for everyone. I haven't met anybody in the wedding event industry unless somebody's selling a product. And even then, I don't think they're going for everyone. I'm maybe wedding insurance. Maybe that would be going for everyone. But most people are going for a part of the market. The thing is, do you know what that is? Do you own that part of it? If somebody thinks of, hey, I need somebody who does this around that price point with this quality level, do you come to mind immediately because people know that's you? If you're not clear on that, then you might be fishing for the wrong customers because you're not clear who you're going for, what the messaging is, and how you need to do that. And then you're not going to get the prices that you want. So yes, you can price yourself out. Uh, I remember another venue client I was talking to years ago, and they bought their venue. The people before had been charging a very, very low price. They made improvements. They raised the price significantly. I mean, it went up from something really ridiculously cheap, like $500 to rent their venue to a few thousand dollars, which still is inexpensive by some standards, but they're in a more rural area. But it was five times, six times what it was before. And they also priced themselves out of that clientele that was looking for a $500 venue, but they were getting different clientele. So as long as there are people that will pay your price to get your results, then don't worry about the ones that won't because you don't need them all. You need a small fraction of the people getting married in your area or having an event in your area to pay your price to fill your calendar. Every area of the country has dozens or hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of events going on. So the more events, the more competition, but you only need a small fraction of that. So are you attracting the right customers and doing business with the right customers? And if not, you need to step back and rethink, what's the avatar of that ideal customer? Where do they live? How do they think? 
What are the demographics that we we know about them? What are the psychographics? What are the way they think? What would attract them to us? And let's make sure that everything we do, advertising, marketing, social media, networking, website, messaging, everything that we do is aligned with that. And the clearer we are, the clearer people will know that we're the right fit. Hope it gave you something to think about. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of a hundred, please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening.